You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, this is Gaonic literature, uh, recovering lost gems. We have taken a little bit of an aside uh, as we tried to plumb the mind of the Gaonim and, and their significance. Uh, we discovered a uh, a controversy about the use of gonic material. And it was coincidentally that that controversy revolved around someone who was sort of a gone in his own right. And we talked about that last week. Someone who, in a way, uh, stood beyond the general system of time and space, so to speak, in terms of who you are and who you could argue with, at least in terms from his own perspective and the psalchim that he issued. And we tried to delineate that when we spoke about the great Rabbi Yosef Rosen, the Rakhid Shavar Goyen, Rav of the Chassidusha Kila in Dvinsk. And there was such a, um, an outpouring of interest uh, about the Rakhid Shavar and about his shita and about, um, in general, where he stands and his method of thinking, his method of analysis, um, his, the appropriateness of using his approach for our own time, following him. Uh, so there was so much interest that was swirled that I turned to my very good friend, someone who is very, very bacant, as we say, the Torah of the Ragged Shava, and he was very happy uh, to answer the call, especially since it is something that's Korav Liboy. I'm talking about Rav Agoyin, Rav Yisuf Gavriel Bechofer, who at the very tender age of, how old is it when you published that Sefer that was Hikish Roshim, the that safer the big day how old were you when you published that safer 28 28 years old and it was of course a collection of of uh, that was um i had the schluss to to actually own a copy um autographed by the machaber who gave it to me as a matana we were much younger and i know that rabbi Bechaf, i already knew from there that uh rabbi Yosef Rosen, and was was someone who loomed very large in his world and someone who could really hold forth in it. So he graciously agreed, especially as the interest in the Raghachova is an interest in what he considers true Taira thinking and the right way to think about Taira and uh, an important thing. So he is honoring us tonight with his presentation. Rabbi Bechafer, thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, Today, I'm going to look at uh, two uh, ideas from the Raghad Shavar uh, concerning the Sugya in Barbasa of Chetzu Ever Chetzu Ben Chorin. And uh, the idea of Chetzu Ever Chetzu Ben Chorin is, of course, somebody who has once upon a time was owned by two masters. One master released him, is Ever Knani. In other words, he's Sarah uh, not being Jewish, now he's quasi Jewish. And then uh, he was owned by two masters. One master released him, one master did not release him. So there are two uh, major issues in the sugya there, which are discussed. And uh, the first one is if, he, uh, if he's allowed to marry a shibcha on the day that he belongs to his master. And the day that he's released, he's a, he seems to be, it would seem to be he's a full Yisrael, because an Evan Meshuchar has the din of Yisrael in terms of all arayas, in terms of all permitted relationships and all forbidden relationships. And therefore, he would not be allowed to have a uh, non-Jewish 
wife, even Shivcha, on the day that he is a Ben Chorin. And the question is, what about the day when he is uh, an Evan, that he is, he is serving the remaining master which he has? So uh, the question is, can he have a, uh, a Shivcha on that day or not? And the Tzaytzachoshen says that um, uh, he, he cannot. And he says over here, the, the Gabe Evan, if on the day that he is belongs to his master, he's entirely in Ebed. And the day that he belongs to himself is entirely free and can have him the Then if we say that way, then it would be considered to be that he is redeemed and then he's a slave again. That can't be, because the release of an abbot is like the, uh, the sanctification of an object. Came the Once it takes back one hour, it cannot be fall off again. He's no more ever than half a Ben and half an Abed. So therefore, even on the day that he is an Abed, he's really half a Ben Cholim. And therefore, he cannot marry a Shifcha, he cannot have a relationship with Shifcha on that day. Uh, uh, and, but on the other hand, it's the other way as well. Uh, also, he can't, on the day he's free, he can't marry a Basisro. Because it's Tzadavdus, which still exists in it. It's so at the same time, he's an Abed and a Ben Chorin. So the question is, what exactly that means? How would the person be uh, 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 half an Abed, half a Ben Chorin, in terms of that it's not simple like two masters. When we have two masters, he's an Abed to this one one day, and Abed to the other one the other day. Why do we say no? It's not like he has two masters, one his master on one day, one himself the other day. No. On the day that he is free, he's a Ben Chorin. On the day that he's an Ebed, he's an Ebed. And therefore, he's stymied at every opportunity. He cannot marry a, uh, 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 neither a Shifcha. The Rav Shem says as follows. Over here. Nearly, the a slave can't go free and then become a, a Meshubit again. Can't go free and then become a slave again. The time is Somebody who is free always has to be free. If a master wants to like release an Evan temporarily, say, you know, you're free for next year. And then I'm taking you back. There's no Type thing as a remainder or a, a, a right over a free person. Once he's released one hour without any shurim, without any uh, remainder, so he cannot become Meshubad again, over again. So um, I wrote here, even though there's another um, quotation marks, that's a mistake. This is my writing. This doesn't seem to make any sense. How can, why is it the case? Why should you say that Chelus is something which tra- uh, uh, cannot be confined? Why can't it be confined? Let's say it's one day. 
Okay, I can't take him back from whatever he accomplished, which is one day out of two. But why does that affect the other day? Why should that be why should it extend to the day of the mask? So uh, Reb Shimon doesn't seem to give an adequate explanation. So I, I wanted to explain this based on the Rogan Trevor. And the Rogan Trevor is, uh, it, it speaks uh, here about, it's from this uh, ghost in the, uh, on the Moron uh, of Uchin. I'm sure Rabbi Kivalevich explained to you that uh, most of the Rogan Trevor's nomenclature term that he uses, the Nalamdas he applies, is based on terminology taken from the Moranabuchim. And he applies the Brahmam's terminology, which is philosophical terminology, to ideas of Brahmas. And this also is a manifestation here. He brings that okay, so the uh, he brings that uh, 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 there's a quote from the Narvoni. It says, Hasman Melitza, crime is a metaphor. From the of the continuity of one state to another state, which is constantly mo- in movement. You cannot deep, uh, imagine or uh, uh, understand time unless you uh, 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 understand movement. There, no, there's no movement. There's no time. So that's the case. What is eternity? Eternity. Netzach, that which is eternal, is a metaphor for that which is a continuity from of a status which does not is not move does not does not move does not change. Therefore, we talk about things which are in nitzchi, which are eternal. They don't. They don't. They don't. Don't exist in time. He says that therefore things which are not material, such as evidently malachim, and of course the Kodesh Baruch Hu, don't, uh, are, are, don't cannot be described in time. So the Narvoni says a very interesting chiddush here that the uh, time and movement are connected. That which transcends uh, movement transcends time, and that which is uh, uh, subject to movement is subject to time. Um, so what's what is the the rugged trouble for this? Because I said something that's actually came with PZ. According to this, Dover the Ain Hefsek bow, something where it can something which cannot which has no interruption, it cannot be interrupted, cannot be changed. Vain Bushum Nafkina comes man of our love and makes no difference how much time passes over it. Lo Shaykh bow as man cloud, it's not subject, it's not subordinate to time. Came and seals Ainam cloud. Because it's uh, it's uh, uh, the, um, uh, the 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 reality doesn't apply to it. Time uh, In other words, time is something which moves and therefore is changes. Something which cannot, which not, which doesn't change, is not subject to time. Now, how, what, what, he, it's a very a very highfalutin idea, but he brings it down to a pra- actual halacha. He says the man. There's a special type of Nazirus called Nazirus Shimshon. If a person accepts upon himself being Nazir Shimshon, the halacha is just like Shimshon. He's allowed to be Metamil Amesim. He's allowed to obviously go and kill lots of people like Shimshon did, but he's not allowed to drink any wine. But besides that, he uh, never can be Matir Neder. 
unlike the regular Zeros where you can go and be matir the nether, a Chacham can come in and be okay the nether retroactively, and the Zeros is null and void, you can never nullify the Zeros Shimshon. Why not? Okay? Uh, he says, take up in the Zeros Shimshon, it, it, it doesn't fall under the category of time. You cannot negate it and, 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 and nullify it as if it never took, never took effect. So the way a chacham is matir neder is if the neder takes effect at a certain time, the chacham says, okay, let's go back before that time. And let's say that that let's say that NATO is null and void because I'm taking you back to the time before. And at any time you're Matthew or Nether, which our Chacham is Matthew Nether, he really goes back in time and says that Nether was null and void. And it's as if we go to the status quo immediately before the Nether took place. But by Emanuel Shimshon, that does it doesn't work that way. Why does it work that way? So says says the Rogan Shaver. Because the zero shimshon is doesn't have an end, it doesn't have a beginning. Since you can, uh, uh, by definition, since the zero shimshon is, uh, uh, is forever, as opposed to any other zeros, even if a person says that he's a nazir olam, he's a nazir forever, that means he's a nazir for uh, as long as he lives, and therefore he can revato that nether. But the zero shimshon transcends, just like shimshon God is in the zeros before he was born. And it was in him, on him after he died. So, so too, there's no time, even for the, even though you said, I'm another Shimshon from today, that doesn't matter because once it takes effect, it's as if it's eternal. That's the difference between Zero Shimshon. And now it explains a little bit more. He says, uh, <speaking in Hebrew> So it says, That's where he writes also, Why does it work to nullify the nether? Anything which has no end, we say about Kosh Baruch Hu, he's ain't so. But that's a misnomer. He's not just an ain't so. Anything which has no end also has no beginning. And there's no, no nafkamina in the amount of time which passes. Because it's for, for eternity. Again, Chacham can only be Matir once the Nether takes place. And he says, okay, let's go back to before the Nether took effect. It's as if there was never any beginning. Because that which has no end also has no beginning as well. It's as if it was there for eternity. So it's a very big kiddush. But he's saying that that which, I become, that which is eternal, even though it has a starting point, but since there's no end point, that starting point is as if it doesn't exist. Why is that? Because anything which cannot change, it's not subject to time. It transcends time. And if it's just, it cannot, if it transcends time, there's no way to undermine it, to go back before it began. It's as if that time never existed. The very big finish. But that's what the Roger Trumpet says. And it makes sense. Because things which are eternal are not subject to procedures, which by definition are going to make them not eternal. Now, that's the case. I, I, I went on here to describe this. He says, uh, I say here, let's look at all, all the halachas of Torah, any one of them, 
even hectic, are all halachas which have time, which have, which are under the uh, jurisdiction of time. Uh, uh, hectic also, you can be matter hectic. Even you say making something hectic, according to Beit Beisel, you can be matter hectic later on and say, you know what, I, I changed my mind, I'm not going to have it hectic anymore. There's only one halacha in Judaism which we have, besides Nizon Zerushimshon, which is eternal. And that's Gerus. Once a person is Megayer, he can't, there, there's no way to undermine a Gerus. Right? Even though a Gerus plays a Lusuro, he goes no. back to, he tries to go back to being not a Ger. Wait. The, in the Shama of Israel and accepting the Shama of Israel is something which transcends time. The neshama of a Jew is nitzchi; it's eternal, and that status of neshama as being Jewish is eternal, and therefore there's no way that you can go back and change your mind afterwards. Any other halach in Judaism besides Nazir Shimshon and and uh, and Eros, uh, you can change your mind. Of course, if it has to do with somebody else, the kinyanim, you can't reverse that. But anything which has to do with myself, I can change my mind. It's subject to time. But not Gerus. So therefore, this is, I think is the pshat in the translation, and that's the pshat in Reb Shimon as well, and the Reb Shimon as well. Why can't Gerus? Why can't I never take off that din of Chetzi Ben Chorin? Because in that respect of Chetzi Ben Chorin, I am uh, became a Jew, and when I become a Jew, that's Nitzchi, that's eternity. Anything which is eternity is not defined or delineated. Or subject to time, and therefore you can't say it for it's on one day and off the next day. It's something which is always there, and that's why it says that there's no way that you could say that even though he's obeyed Rabbi Yom Echad, that on that day he can marry a Shifta. That's one thing which we learn from Shimon. Okay, so that, so, uh, so in other words, that even though Chazal say what the Yotzei Poyal is, that's really a um, Sort of a, uh, a compromised understanding that really, right? In other words, this is just a hanhoga that. The, mishpat. In other words, that, that the guy who a, owns him, the guy who hasn't yet freed him, should feel a sipaka nefesh. But really, this idea that chetzi chetzi, it's really a fiction, right? So it, it happens to me that Yushami seems not all that way. Yushami seems to say that. Uh, a uh, 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 that he is kidesh isha biyom shel 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 more enchoshim lechidushin biyom shalatzmo choshishim lechidushin the biyom shalatzmo choshishim lechidushin v'lochen amar v'chiyah b'shem v'yochem mishchetz v'chetz v'nechorin kidesh isha choshishim lechidushin kavasal girish choshishim lechidushin smash but that from this yushan although again uh, it's not muchach as I say maraponim. Says next paragraph, but it's that those who want to say the Ushami argues in the Bible and holds that um, you can he can marry a a, a a Jew on the day that he's a Ben Chorin and a Shifcha on the day that he's not a Ben Chorin. But the Lamar Aponim says that no, it's not the case. Really, uh, he it is a uh, the Ushami just says of the Chumrah. But Mikra Din, once he's Jewish, according, according, according to your Hezber, I'll be the Ragged Shavil. Then Lachaira, if it's just a fiction Chayshin Mishpat, but Gerus can't be Nischalik, right? Despite the fact that we say he's only a Chatzi Ger, but you're saying Chetzi doesn't make sense the same way it doesn't make sense for 
chalokim in terms of Nazir Shimshon, then Lachairi should be Chayshish for Kedushin, even on days when he's Makadish, the day that we on Chayshin Mishpat call him an Evid. Because, right? Right. So that's why he says, he wants to say that it's a Chumrah, the Marapanim. Because we would be Chayshish even on the days he's an Evid for his Kedushin of an Isha who's a Bas Yes, we would have to. Absolutely. Right. Is that, is, is, I mean, I, this, and other than this Maraponim, nobody speaks about this idea? No, we're going to see, we're going to see the Rambam. Okay. So the other point is, the, the next point is the um, Shittas Rambam. And that's the next column here. Ram Paskins. Neither from his master nor his own until he comes completely in Chorin. So the Rabbi argues him. See, Rabbi Omar Brahm had local Hilgason. The Mishnah Chorina, according to Mishnah Chorina, Oichel Mishalatzmo. According to Mishnah Chorina, which we'll see in a moment, he can eat from his own Chorin Pesach. The Pirishka Kassim Mishnah Kamasas Rasot Nan. Mishachetio Eben Chetio Ben Chorin. Loyocha Mishal Rabbo. Can't eat from his masters. Mara says, Mishal Rabbo Loyocha. I can't eat from his own. Says you can't eat from either one. says no. Depends. We learn like Mishnah Rishon or Mishnah Chorin. What's Mishnah Rishon? Rashi says Mishnah Rishon. According to Chazal Beis Hillel, before Beis Hillel reneged on their opinion, can't eat from his own. Because uh, he, uh, 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 um, uh, the Chelch uh, Avdus is not under his, uh, uh, under his, um, uh, under his jurisdiction, so he can't have his own Korban Pesach, because he only has the right to half of it, so to speak. According to the Mishnah since we can release him, he's like a free person. So he eat from his own Korban Pesach. Let's explain that a little bit better. The, the, there's a mission which appears in many places in Shas, in many different contexts. That Basil said, and the classic example is not so much Korim Pesach, but the classic example is marrying Chetzi Ebe Chetzi Ben Chorin. So Basil said, some is Chetzi Ebe Chetzi Ben Chorin. He mastered himself one day, and he said, he mastered another day. And Shammai said, what are you talking about? You can't marry Lisa Shibchenacho, Lisa Baskorin, and Yocho. And if you can't marry anybody, then he'll never be married. And Lola told the the world's created for for people to have able to have kids. So then it says, Basil then he said to Beishama, you know what? Okay, you're right. We'll have to we'll, we'll have to release him. And so therefore, this understanding is that like Mishnah Raina, the it is if he's released. Because Meshamay says, we have to release him. He still says, you know what, you're right, we do have to release him. So then that's as if he's already released. And therefore, he can have his own Koran Pesach. According to Mishnah Rishayna, that he can't be released, he can't have his own Koran Pesach. Because he only owns himself halfway. According to Mishnah Rishayna, that he's ready to be released, he can have a Koran Pesach. Oh, oh. Mishnah Rishayna, that's really Meshamay convinced Basil that we have to compel the owner to, re- to release him. The question is, why Basil didn't think that way to begin with? You're correct that that's the conclusion of the Gemara. But the question is, what did Basil think till that point? Your question is really on Basil, according to Mishnah Rishonah. 
Okay, I don't think it's do... solvable. I mean, uh, it, it's a crazy situation. It's way too well, let, let, Let's see if we can solve it. So, Venera, Sheesh Lachor, Mimos, Mishachetsu, Ever Chetsu, Ben Chorim, Magidro. So, the question is, how will Chetsu ever Chetsu, Ben Chorim? Haim Nakshabu, Lamin, Echod, Yochid, Veochid, Mukhudosh, is he one species, one unified species, a new species, Adech Predor, like a mule? Even though it is obviously the product of a horse and a donkey, it's a new, new, new being. Or maybe it remains two separate entities in one. It doesn't have any difference in halacha from somebody who's an evid, somebody who's been chorin. It says both halachas. But now it has both names. Till now, it only had one, one name. Now that's two names. And so, Mr. uses very often. He says, um, It's only a fusion where the two parts are, so to speak, neighbors to each other. They are both intact. Advari uh, uh, the components of this fused entity retain their prior character. And the, uh, the, the fusion only made them like a combination. They're just close, closely, close neighbors. It's a fusion in which everything is, becomes fused together and becomes as one. The fusion completely uh, uh, eliminated. The two names which we had, which the new object has been formed. The notes Now there's a new uh, unit, which is unified in its, in its character. It's like a point. Point as does a point as we know in geometry doesn't have any parts to it. Which cannot be subdivided. Can he marry a chetzi ever chetzi ben So I, 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 it's like this. Without uh, we can say outside. If you're chetzi ever chetzi ben it's like a predator. It's like a mule. It's a new period. It's a new a new entity. Cover uh, mizgis. When it's like any other soul called an amisol. It's like just like a mamzer or nosim. He, he's a, he's a, a Jew with a deficit. He has a deficit in that he has this element which came from Chatsi, from Ebed. But he's not a Chatsi Ebed, Chatsi Minchorin. He's not half half. He's this new entity. But if you hold that he's no, it's our cover Shichnitz, that the two halves. Are still two halves, which have not fused into a new entity. So then, in fact, he can't marry anybody because the chazi avid part comes and conflicts with a chazi baschorin. Chazi, in other words, he can't marry even somebody of his own mean of his own type because if he's he both in a chazi avid chazi ben chorin, his chazi avid conflicts with her chazi baschorin. His chazi ben chorin conflicts with her chazi shivcha. So therefore, they're stuck. They can't do anything. So that's the question. Is it, uh, 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 is the like any other so-called in the Torah, where we have a, 
a, a, a new entity which has a deficit, or is it no? The two entities coexist in one in one person. The first side obviously gives us much more leeway than the second side, and that I think is the machlokus beishamay beisila. Beishamay beisila initially held that a chazi ever chazi minchorin from mizgis, and therefore, like I wrote over here, it's like ammonium or avi. Let's see, so it's possible to call, but uh, but he was allowed to marry a basmino. So I mean the same type, and perhaps also just like a Moni Moavi be allowed to marry a Gioras, allowed to marry a Mamzeres. He's one of the psulei call in Amisro. But if but but Beishame was saying no, Beishame was saying no. He's our cover. He's stuck. His chatzia and chatzim and status doesn't merge. It's like oil and water; they can't be fused together. So therefore, he can never marry anybody. So therefore, according to Bishama, said Beishel, you have to compel a master to, to release him. Because otherwise, he's never going to be able to marry anybody. And that Beishel conceded to Beishama at this point. So now the Rambam is a very, very clear. The Rambam is saying that it's according, according to the first side that Beishel argued on Beishama, is like any other Israel. He has a deficit. He has limited who he can marry, but he can bring Karm Pesach because he's this new entity. He's like the mule. He's like the Ammonium Wavi. They can bring Karm Pesach. It's only according to the second side that holds that the Bisham. I said, no, he's our Kafa Shikhnis. And he's not fused together. He has two separate aspects that then he's stuck. He can't bring Karm Pesach because he's not, he's not, he's not completely free. He's not completely of Evan. It's a side where he wants to bring his own carbon is stymied by the side that he is a, 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 a Meshubat, the side that, that, that he's in heaven, the side that, the side that wants his, that his master should bring the carbon for him because in heaven is stymied by the fact that he's free. And that, every, uh, all the, uh, all, so it comes out according to the Rambam in all the cases where we have a Mishnah Rishon and Mishnah Chreda, this is the Mishnah Rishon and Mishnah Chreda. And it's much more glat, if you think about it, than the other side. Because what the rival was saying, and what the other Rishayim was saying, not the Rambam, is that, is that according to the second side, that according to Mishnah Reina, since Beishami convinced Beishilo that he should be freed, like the question before, so as if he's already free. What do you mean he's already free? He's not already free. He's still in heaven. Okay, we have to release him, but he's still in heaven. Right now, we can't bring him Pesach. So, but the Ramam saying, no, uh, yeah, according to the second side, according to the second side, he can't be the Quran Pesach because he's not free. And we just, Beishamay basically just convinced Beishil that it's our Kava it's not our Kava Mizgis. Therefore, of course, he can't be the Quran Pesach. But according to the first side, Mishri Shoyna, then, then he could have brought Quran Pesach, worried the past thing, Mishri Shoyna, which we don't. They could have brought Pesach because. Excuse me, uh, Rabbi Bechover. I uh, I I just don't I I don't understand how if we're talking uh, at least in some sense about acquisition because when a person is free he acquires himself if if there are two owners of something and one owner wants to make that thing hefker and the other owner doesn't want to make it hefker then. Uh, that would be a problem. It couldn't become Hefker because one owner wouldn't give up his ownership. So uh, why, 
why is there even a possibility that the first person could free him, could do that on his own? Uh, Anything, it seems like anything that is subject to acquisition does not have does not allow for that capacity for one owner to do something different from the other owner if it has to do with status. Well, that would be true. I, I agree with you if actually he was making him African. It's not, not possible to have some object which is half African. But here, it's, 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 there, is, there are two parties. Three, but there are really three parties. Owner number one, mm-hmm. owner number two, and the Evan. And owner number two is within his rights to bestow his ownership on the Evan. In other words, he's not, he's not actually being mafkirate. That would be a conundrum. Actually, mafkir half an object and half an object would not be mafkirate. But he's conveying the ownership on his part. He's the das, he's the das machne, and the Evid is the, da, is the das koina, although it might have been required a third party, it depends on free and Evid, but the Evid is das koina, and therefore that ownership is being conveyed to the slave. So it's different than Hefka. You're right. But you, and he probably would not be able to mafkir too, and you would have to say that that not, does not apply in this case. That, that's a very valid point. That's it's different only over here because there is a coin there here. It's supposed to be making it. Thank you. So the um, so that is that is the Shita Sarambam. And I think the Shita Sarambam, as I said, is much more Maduyak. I want to bring up one, just one more point before uh and Ilchus Shaifer. And Dragos, Motius Minova Aino Motius Aino Mino. And Dragonus, who blow chauffeur, can be Moti and another and Dragonus. Tumtum eno moti los mino velosh eno mino. A tumtum can't be moti even another tumtum. Right? Then Dragonus has both elements, male and female. A tumtum, we don't know if it's male or female. Tumtum shiniko efsha yimotsi, it's all efsha yimotsi in the cable. We don't know which one he is, so therefore he can't be moti even another tumtum. Because maybe he's, we're going to, uh, maybe we can, we'll find out he's a Zohar and the other, the, the other Tumtum is in a cave. I'm sorry. Maybe we'll find he's in a cave and the other Tumtum is a Zohar. He can't even be Moti himself. He ain't Tzad Abdus Shebo, Moti Tzad Cheros Shebo. He's Abdus part. Tell me Moti is Cheros part. He has to listen to a Ben Chorin is going to blow chauffeur for him. A Ben Manal Shokas of Tarachil. The name Akos of Rav Gavi Misha Chetzi of Chuli. Hey, the low dummy low non dragon is low tumtum. It's not comparable. The answer should the dummy tumtum shane emoti as mino below as eno mino. Most of them is Shachetzi of Ebe Chuli. Then emoti if you ask him Shumhaki Kotsabarad Kane. It really doesn't say it doesn't make any sense. How is the Chetzi of Chetzi Ben Chorin at all like an Andragon or Tumtum? He's not neither, like neither one of them. And Dragonus is, uh, is both. A tumtum is suffix, which one he is? What's his problem? Why can't he be Moti himself? So, uh, he is, it's, uh, so I wrote here in Nate, uh, uh, and he says, you know, but maybe because it's similar. It's not clear exactly. Rabbi Emrach obviously has a great difficulty here. So he wrote here, mm-hmm. It's a, it says not v'chein me, but v'chol me. So it's not like Andreas or Tumtum. It's a new halacha. It's not Rabbi Menachem's problem is that I can convert Tumtum and Andreas. It's not all comparable. Frankel's gear says no. It's a new thing. The two of right? 
Uh, so it's not it, it's uh, not not difficult. Um, no, I'm after to say, but even going to argue so that it says v'chein yesh mash remes medukdekes hadroga barambam. We can understand the flow in the Rambam. Shabbos of Andreas dave birya bifnei atzma birya of Andreas is definitely har kavam his gits a male and female. We can see between dave sofik, right, which is a uh, we don't know what it is. Misayim chatzia bechatzia bechorin dave vadei zebezeh chatzia bechatzia bechorin is hash kavashichnis. And therefore, he can't be Motsi himself. So Andreas, because our Kova Mizgis, can't be Motsi as Mino. We don't know what he is. Therefore, he can't be Motsi somebody else. Because he's our Kova Shichnis. He's this paradox in of himself. He can't be Motsi himself. A third party has to be Motsi. Thank you very much. I am here is that the Ragachover's ideas provided for you the, the key to... Uh, unlocking the mystery, and that you were able, although the Ragachover himself, as far as your research indicates, did not speak about Chatzia v'Chatzia ben I mean, it sounds like something Taylor made for him to speak about. Did you find him talking about that? I, I honestly don't remember. It's more than 30 years ago. I don't know. I don't know. But what you were able to do, at least... Probably was, not, because I probably would have cited it. Chazoka on a young... Chover, that Mustafa he he did his research, but I think what you are displaying for us is that the Rakichover's um, unique um, philosophical lumdus style that is beyond what others have done, different, can sometimes allow a a a a new understanding that uh, you are trying to I, I think sound the clarion call to studying the Ragen Shavel because he can provide with that new type of look answers to questions that have bedeviled us for, for many years and continue to. And that sometimes you need that, that type of thinking that only he could provide, and that, which is what you were able to do to actually apply it. Even whether he said it or not, you saw yourself walking in the Ragen Shavel's footsteps, thinking like that genius in order to uh, to answer these these issues, correct? Yes, well put. Justification, and we'll uh, hopefully be able to uh, uh, to respond with that. The, your mizaras us uh, to to plunge deeper and 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 brighter, and to continue in, in the best possible way uh, to be mamshich and the the ideas of the, that great great guy. Thanks a lot, my friends. Um, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 